I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. I'm delighted to have as my guest today the funny man and the satirical man that we all love to hate, the character Dwight Schrute from the hit series The Office, brought to us so artfully and thoughtfully by Rain Wilson. Oh, you're too kind. No, I'm not too kind. It's true. <laughs> so why a funny man Rain Wilson on, on our Soul series? I'll tell you why. Two words. Soul pancake. Soul pancake. Rain Wilson, what is soul pancake? That is an excellent question, Oprah. I love that I just said that. I said, that's an excellent <laughs> question, Oprah. What a delight to meet you. Thanks for what having a delight me here. To I, have you here. I went to high school here in Chicago. I love this great city. You, you, I'm okay. not just saying that for the Chicago office fans. Okay, good. I do. I really love the city. So and and where would you go to high school? New Trier High School um, oh, in Winnetka, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And did you have any idea then that this is where you would you would be? You know what? I uh, had, well, we'll get back to Soul Pancake in yeah, a minute. Yeah, we'll get here. back to that in a minute. Um, yeah. Hold that thought. I, you know, it's interesting that here I am talking to you at that point, because I definitely knew I wanted to be an actor, and yes. I had that dream, I had that longing to be an artist. Yes. And that was my Ooh. deepest drive. Um, my family... Because that is the heart of our, our soul's calling, is that longing thing that you're talking about. Yes. 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 And I knew that I basically had to be an actor or I would die. I, j- I had such a, yes, such a deep drive to become an actor, and at the same time... You know, I grew up as a member of the Baha'i faith, and my parents are Baha'is, and we lived over by the Baha'i House of yes. Worship there in Wilmette, that beautiful temple yes, on Lake Michigan. Yes, the Baha'i Michigan. Temple, yes. I've passed that temple, and I wondered what, because it's so beautiful, mm-hmm. and there is this sort of uh, mystery surrounding it, if mm-hmm. you have never been in and don't know anything about the Baha'i faith. What is that, the Baha'i faith? Well... Another excellent question. First of all, I want to say that had you come in the summer of 1984 to the Baha'i House of Worship in yes. Wilmette, Illinois, you would have seen young Rain Wilson in a security guard uniform. Really? Uh, patrolling the grounds. That's and what I you was were doing? really intimidating because <laughs> I was probably about 154 pounds at well. the time and six foot two, uh, gawky, acne bespeckled. Uh, but I was fierce. I was a fierce, fierce security guard. Yeah. yeah. No, the Baha'i faith is, uh, and it's it's always difficult to to sum up a kind of a world religion in, right. in a nutshell. But essentially, the Baha'i faith is um, uh, is a religion of unity. Uh, the founder of the Baha'i faith, Baha'u'llah, uh, brought the message for this day and age that there is only one religion, that all of the religions of the past are one changeless faith of God, that when you go way back in the annals of human history to mm-hmm. Zoroaster, Abraham, to Buddha, and then going forward uh, to uh, Jesus and Muhammad, that all of these people are divine messengers from God that are bringing God's message to that people at that particular date and time and geography. Mm. And there are many manifestations of God or prophets of God or messengers of God, whatever you want to call them, that have come and gone that we don't know about and there will be ones on into the future so you grew up with this sense of openness Mm -hmm. toward all religions Mm -hmm. and a belief that you know we're all the same we're all connected Mm -hmm. yeah that and that what a miracle it was to grow up that way to one of the fundamental tenets of the baha'i faith is the elimination of racial prejudice wow so to grow up 
feeling that we're all one human family. Just to, to know that from age four, as soon as you could think or walk or talk, was uh -huh. a gift. Uh, the equality. So there, were there people of other colors, races oh, yeah, in your church? Yeah. yeah. All all the the Baha'is are every 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 race, age, creed, you know, background uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, that you can possibly imagine. And so I'm sure that infuses not only certainly your personality, but also distinctly uh, infuses your art. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. How does it uh, how does it affect my art? Because yes. here I play this weird, annoying yes, geek eccentric. on a, on, a, yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on a TV show. It's not like I'm that playing Gandhi. It. I'm yes. not on like Touched by an Angel or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I play a lot of different weirdos. But you know, here's an interesting thing about the Baha'i Faith, and this will get us to Soul Pancake. Is one of the one of the teachings of the Baha'i Faith yes. is that in this day and age, Baha'u'llah tells us that the making of art is no different than prayer. There's not any that. difference between that. lifting up a paintbrush and touching it to a canvas and bowing your head in a church. You know, I just got a little, yeah. 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 The hairs on my head rose a little bit when Good. you said that. Yeah. Get a little tingle. I got a little tingle from so, that, right? There's, and, um, and there, you know, there, you know there's, there are many other teaching, teachings. Um, and, but, you know, the... That how, art is prayer. Creativity is an expression of prayer. It is prayer. You know... To go to get a little mystical on your ass? Yes. Go ahead. Get a little mystical on my ass. Okay? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Check this out. What? The uh, at the end of the Baha'i prayers, we you you say the name of God. Like there there are prayers for everyone. They're not just for Baha'is. But at the end, you're like, you know, Thou art the powerful, the mighty, the okay. all-seeing, all-hearing God. You know, this mm -hmm. this is a lot of different faith traditions. Yes. But one of the um, names of God that has been revealed by Baha'u'llah is the Fashioner. And there's a beautiful quote in the Baha'i faith is that because this word fashioner was revealed as God is the fashioner, mm -hmm. that this relates to the arts because when you're an artist, you're a fashioner, mm -hmm. whether, whether you're making a sculpture or a painting or a piece of music. So you're emulating God. As a, a fashioner, as in creator, designer. God is, God is the creator. Yes. You know, it's just yeah. a different word for creator. Right. That's all. So being creative and being a creator is the ultimate testament to the great creator, God. Mm -hmm. So you're, just as God is kind and merciful and just and patient and all-loving and all-compassionate, and those are the qualities of God that we seek to emulate as human beings. Right. It, hopefully, you know, we try our best. You know, one of those is also to be fashioners. To be fashioners. So and I happen to be a fashioner of weird, eccentric, freaky Geeks. Characters. Characters. <laughs> yeah. So this is Rain Wilson talking, y'all, from The Office, who is really talking about God in such a, such a cool, um, not airy-fairy way. Thank you. And that was your uh, fashioned yes. uh, uh, intention yeah. for Soul Pancake. Yes. Soul Pancake, as I became a celebrity, yes. and he, I have my spiritual belief... And I seek as a Baha'i, and I believe that our highest calling as human beings is to be of service. Yes. Um, yes, isn't that the truth? That's what I deeply believe. I, I do, too. Yeah. So I was thinking about, like, how, how can I be of service? What, what can I best offer the world? I mean, obviously, you know, I do some work with charities mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, I try and be a good father and a good husband and, you know, you know tr struggle with these things. And, and but the... Uh, but this is, you know, when I speak to young people about God or about religion or about faith, I kept coming up on the same answer, yeah. which is young people 
you'd say to someone, uh, you know, kind of the generations younger than me in 20s or 30s, say, uh, do you believe in God? And they would say, yeah, kind of. There's a kind of belief in God, I, yeah. but I don't believe in an old man on a beard who's judgmental. I believe right. in some force in the universe that is, you know, that is creative and loving. I'm not quite sure what that is. And, yeah, the universality of God is yeah, what people but say. There's, but, but I love that you say that because I've heard people say that. Do you believe in God? Kind of. Yeah. And I have one. Is that like kind of being pregnant? Or is that kind exactly. of? Yeah, kind well, that, of. That's yeah. what I always say. But anyway, so they don't, young people think that um, they kind of believe in God. They know they can't be a part of an organized religion, and they have a great distaste for anything that feels kind of hippy-dippy or airy-fairy about yes. religion. Yes, Anything that's kind of like, you know, let's hold our crystals, our breath together, yes. and I'm getting a sense of your aura, and that kind of stuff that, um, for young people, they, they hate that, and they cringe at that. They want to go turn on Nirvana and crank the volume whenever they hear something okay. like that. Okay. So I was, I was like, how can I, how can I inspire young people to take a spiritual journey in their lives that doesn't have to do with organized religion, that does, that questions this idea of who God is and is there a God mm -hmm. and isn't hippy-dippy or airy-fairy in any way. And that's kind of how Soul Pancake was born. Mm -hmm. I also feel like the way that young people can best experience some kind of religious feeling is through art. Because art turns people on, religion turns people off, creativity is turning people on, and so and I wanted... And art is a prayer. And art is a prayer. I believe the two are the same thing. So there's not any difference between being creative and being spiritual, and so I want to investigate that in our website. And you created it for all the reasons that we've been talking about. Yes. Really, to bring spirituality, creativity... Uh, to a level that young people mm -hmm. uh, would be receptive yes. to, the, to, to, to the greater voices. I love it. To the greater voices. I'm going to use that. Okay, to the greater yes. voices. Okay, and so how did you come up with that idea? Um, boy, uh, I had a couple of friends, uh -huh. um, uh, Devin Gundry and Joshua Homnick, a couple of buddies of mine, and we spent a lot of hours consulting. We spent a lot of hours talking about... Do we do this? Do we do that? How do we do this? And you guys were actually sitting down saying, how do we get young people connected to the greater there is? Yeah. How do, how do I, Rain Wilson, yeah. who is now kind of a somewhat of a recognizable celebrity, albeit for playing a, a weirdo. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but isn't playing weird fun? Don't you love that guy? It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll, you really like Dwight, don't you? I do. Yeah. I love him. Okay. I love him. <laughs> Dwight's been very sweet, good to you. Sweet love to him. No, that's terrible. Why would I say that? I'm <laughs> I hope you edit that out. <laughs> no. Oh, um, yeah, and we just we consulted about it, and this is kind of what we came up with. I, I can't even remember like this. The, we had all kinds of different ideas. Um, what it gradually came to is like social networking. Right. Let's try and create a community of people that are sharing work together, that are talking about life's big questions. That's what I felt Ooh, was missing. Good. I love that. Life's big, big questions. questions. Young people today aren't talking about it when you not even young people people in our culture if you go up to someone and you not on the street but if yes. you're in the conversation and you say to them what do you think happens when you die what do you think happens after you die people get freaked, freaked out. out yes you know what it's coming I, I, it's, it's coming and not I, not so long for some of us yeah and i think it's it's probably the most important question that we can ever ask ourselves 
I have a list of life's big questions. Can I hit you with some? Yeah, 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 go ahead. I'd like to hear what yours are. All right, Oprah. For my next dinner party. Fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> it's go go mystical on my ass. What does as your you soul say. look like? What does your soul look like? Ooh, that's good. What do you miss most about being five years old? Oh my god, that's really if good. If you could ask God one question, what would it be? Mm. That's a good one. What would you ask God? Um I would just ask God why. Excellent question. Why? Which brings us to the biggest question of all. Why are we here? What is the purpose yes, of life? Yes, that would be it. Why, why, and why, and why, mm -hmm. and why, mm -hmm. and why humans, and why, and why, and why. But when you sat down with these questions, though, and I've, I, I'm still on that question of, you know, what do you miss most about being five years old? Your answer? What do I miss most about <laughs> being five years old? Mm -hmm. Um... I guess I, uh, the thing that I hate the most as I grow older is my constant battle against being jaded. Hmm. You know, my first reaction so many times, I get a piece of news or someone says something or even something inspiring about the world, I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, that whole kind of jaded thing. Cynical thing. Cynical yeah. thing. Yeah. It's so easy to become cynical. And uh, it's a first defense. It's an easy way to go. It's the easiest thing to do is to be sarcastic. Um, and five years old, you don't, you don't know. You yeah. don't know that. You're just so open. Mm -hmm. You're open to receive. Just open to possibility. Yeah. So Soul Pancake is about uh, creating this mixture yes. of everybody else's ideas and thoughts. It creates an online community of people mm -hmm. who are interested in digging into life's big questions and interested in the arts. We want to create a world community where you can see, like... You might have, um, you might do a contest where you talk about what your soul looks like, mm -hmm. and then someone in Nepal might be doing that, and someone in South Africa might be doing that, and you get to talk to people all over the world about life's big questions and get get a world perspective as mm. well. You know what I think this, my soul looks? I think it looks like everybody I see. I think it looks like everybody and everything that I see. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Mine right. looks like Steve Carell. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, no, I'm just, I'm not going to go there. You're not going to go there. No. Do you, so I know you guys came up with these questions. Do yeah. you think about life's big questions for yourself? I do. I do all the time. I, I, in, in my own life, you know, I felt myself go on a spiritual journey that I'm still on. Mm -hmm. And so. Because you never really leave it till you take your last breath. I, Thank you. Hallelujah. Unless you're shut down. Well, a lot of people are on the journey, don't know they're on it, because they're just so shut down. They're just Absolutely. walking blindly through it. Yeah. Absolutely. So it was about taking other young people on a, on a spiritual journey. Maybe there's some kid who watches The Office in Omaha, Nebraska, and he's feeling a little bit lost and has an uh, aching or a longing for God in some way in his life, or not even God, but just purpose. Mm -hmm. or, or or something more. There's got to be yeah. something Why more than this material world. Yeah. I yeah. want to ask life's big questions, but if I do it at school, like people throw me into yeah. soda machines. They think I'm a geek. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe this can be of service to someone like that. Yeah. What do you do for your son, Walter? Um, How well, do you speak of spirituality? Excellent question. Yes. Um, well, we teach Walter about God. Um, we pray every night, and we talk about, uh, you know, what we believe about God. And uh, it was very cute. Walter went into preschool, and he goes to the preschool teacher. who's like, 
Miss Pat, did you know that God is everywhere and he's in your heart and he's in our heart and he loves everyone? <laughs> I was like, right on. That's my boy. There you go. <laughs> there you, you go, go, Walter. Walter. <laughs> um, it, it, for me, it's all about this. It's about this spiritual journey. You know, I, I talked about when I when I was after I was an actor and I was started investigating uh, whether, in fact, there was a God. Uh, I came to believe that I couldn't. What, what made you conclude that there was? Well, I I read all of the holy books in the world. Well, not all of them, but what? I read the central books of the main religions. You did? Yeah, I read the Bhagavad Gita and I read the Dhammapadas and I read the Quran and the Bible. And you read read them? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, well, I was you a, are I a was scholar. A freak. Yeah, no, I'm not a scholar, just just a weird dude. But um, and what I I read some this book. It's an amazing book. I think it was called Gospel of the Red Man was one. And I read this other thing about Native American spirituality. And I was like, you know what? I can't believe in God, but you know what? I can believe in Wankantanka. <laughs> Wankantanka, the great spirit of the Lakota, I think was the name of it. Whoa. And I was like, I can believe in an all-loving force that runs through nature. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's a starting place. That's where I can believe. That's okay. how kind of so my belief in, in God kind of came back to that and you know long story short I, I came back to to the faith that I grew up in because to me it just made the most sense for other people it, it may not but the most important thing is that in in a very materialistic age Oprah uh, we live in a very superficial time um, and uh, although there is a change coming mm -hmm. uh, I just want people to go on their own spiritual journeys whatever that takes have you been um discouraged by you know interestingly enough both of us are known people in the world and so it always sounds sometimes uh, disingenuous when when known people celebrities talk about how crazy it's gotten with celebrity I mean this whole worshiping of people for the or worshiping idolizing putting on magazine covers walking on the red carpets picture 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 for people for for what yeah I think that uh, if you take the temperature of your average young person, you know, what they want more than anything else, I read this in a study, was not uh, not fortune, but fame. Fame is, yes. is the number one thing that people want. Yes. And you talk to young people like, I know I'm going to be famous. And, and you can. You can be on a reality show and be famous. I know. You, you can, can be famous for doing absolutely nothing. You can nothing be an now. heiress and be famous. That's you right. You can be, you know. You, you can be, have blogs and now be famous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And... The, what if we could supplant the idea of fame with service? We have a potential in this nation to not be the nation of, of people trying to acquire stuff and trying to acquire fame, but we could be a nation of service to the world. Yeah, and I actually think that that's what this meltdown in the economy is here to teach us, mm. if we will awaken and see it. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what's your take on that? You know, there are great forces of progress in the world mm -hmm. where I believe that we see God's plan for humankind unfolding. Um, we see unity being created. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are really terrible forces at work in the world at the same time. And mankind, humankind, has, has enormous challenges uh, facing it. And both of those things are happening at the exact same time.
uh, I believe that what, what you address on this show is so beautiful because I believe that the problem with the world is is spiritual problems. And if you look at economics, and it's all spiritual. It's all spiritual. It's all spiritual. Come on, I don't care come what on. The subject is. There we go. It's all spiritual. It is all spiritual it's all the, the time. Environment. Yep. Uh, politics. Um, Finances, you know, finances, all spiritual. You you name any of the issues in the world. There's education. There's you, just list goes on and on with all of the different. You read the open the paper and like, oh, that's broken. Oh, social security's broken. Absolutely. What are we gonna do with the old people? Oh, this disease is happening. Oh my God, what are we? You know, all of these things. If it comes back to basic human compassion, if everyone in the world are our brothers and sisters, if we're all one human family, and our hearts are in the right place, we can solve all of these problems. But it we have to. It's not just about a, a an environmental group or a, right. a political activist group. All of that stuff is important, but they're just tiny pieces in the puzzle. And the center of that puzzle is that spiritual is that spiritual journey. And what is required, I believe, Rain. I'm talking to Rain Wilson, y'all, uh, from the office. What is required is <laughs> what is required is a is a sense of awakening on the part of all of us, the people. So that, so that, right, you don't need an environmental group or you don't need, you know, mm -hmm. groups or organizations, but people recognize that for themselves. There's really, we need to become awake. We do. That's a perfect way to put it. And I think the arts can help awaken uh, yes. young people. Uh, I know it did, it did for me. Mm -hmm. um, brought me a sense of purpose and passion uh, in my life. And but what a beautiful concept that your art, your creativity is really your spirituality, your mm -hmm. prayer, mm -hmm. speaking to the world. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful thing. And I, you know, I show up to work and I wear my ugly mustard colored shirts and I put my glasses and my weird haircut on and uh -huh. and I think, why, why am I here again? I'm like, oh, you know what? I get to make people laugh. God gave me this gift of playing weird characters and mm -hmm. I get to create an, a memorable character and be a part of a, a really what I think is a great show. Yeah, it's a and great show. And entertain people and, and make them laugh. And what a great service. We need laughter. But this is so interesting, what you said earlier, too. You're on a great show, a hit show, Emmy Award-winning show. And yet you said you knew years ago that if you didn't, do, if, if, if you didn't act, that you would be dead. Yeah. And so the fact that it is a hit show... I think is fantastic, yeah. but you would be doing it even if it wasn't. Oh, absolutely! And I, you know, I was did theater in New York for nine or ten years before I did any TV or film. And basically, you know, I drove a moving van, and I was in starvation <laughs> wages and eating day-old bagels. And for a long, long, long time, I just needed to act. I didn't. I was hoping to get paid for it, mm -hmm. and and fortunately, um, that's happening. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I just wanted to act, and if that meant. Doing community theater, so be it. Uh, I, I just needed to be an artist. Do you always look for the spiritual, even when you're doing a character? I don't know if Dwight has any. No, certainly Dwight doesn't. <laughs> no, not, not by a Dwight is shot. not awakened. Yet. No, no, he, yeah. is, he is the most unawakened. Um, you know, I, I have done a lot of kind of questionable, morally questionable stuff uh, uh, as, you know, as a, as a, as a Baha'i and yes. as an actor. But, you know, I also believe in, you know, providing for my family and making a living and this yeah, is my yeah, craft and, yes. and stuff like that. But I've definitely turned down stuff that has been like morally reprehensible. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. You have? Yeah, yeah, sure. So there's a line you won't cross? There, there is a line. I don't know what it is because, <laughs> yeah, there's a line out there somewhere. There's a line out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so when you 
think about, you know, all of the big questions for yourself, for your family, for your life. What do you want um, your, you were talking about this a little earlier, about your art representing laughter and allowing people to, to laugh and, you know, mm-hmm. give that to people. Mm-hmm. What do you really, though, in your day-to-day encounters, because not all the time are you acting, do you want your life to represent? like your encounters with everyone? What do you want the message of your life to be? I, I want to have a great time and be living in God's will at the same time. Ooh, ooh, me If I had too. to sum it up, like I want to just have a kick-ass time and have a blast and be irreverent and listen to loud rock and roll music mm-hmm. and, um, and at the same time, be of service to God's will, which I believe is being of service to humanity. But I, I, I want to, I want to be able to merge both of those two. So do I. Really? No, really. I, I really, for this year, one of my goals is uh, is to be in the space, is to, is to be connected and awakened in the space of God, mm-hmm. and to live in that awareness, to mm-hmm. be in that space, but also be able to have, as you say, a kick-ass time but to be connected to that space in a way that you're always, everything that you do. There was a book I read a long time ago by Marianne Williamson, um, and she said she lives in the space, she lives in prayer on her knees, you know, to live in that space where you never leave it, Mm -hmm. which is hard to do, don't you think? It is. um, There's a Baha'i phrase uh, from Abdul Baha, who's the son of the founder of the Baha'i faith, and he said... uh, Strive, therefore, that your uh, that your actions may be beautiful prayers, hmm. and uh, I think that's that's what it's really. Okay, so all what about. percentage of the time do you get that? Four. Right. Four. No, seriously. Um, no, I I've, I believe me, I, I struggle with this. I you know I can be impatient and rude and self-centered, and you know I I have a lot of I have a lot of daily struggles. Um, so, what percentage? Twenty-three point seven. Okay. How's that? That's good. And I'm gonna get it up to thirty-one point two. All right, that's with a your goal. help. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I'll leave here today, and I'll be thinking about that five-year-old question because nobody's ever asked me that question. Hey. All right. I've never thought of that. Years ago, I was doing an interview with Gene Siskel, and at the end of the interview, Gene Siskel said to me, "What do you know for sure?" And I couldn't answer the question. Mm. And I went home and I thought about it. And three days later, I called him and he goes, the show was over three days ago. I really don't need the answer now. Well, I was going, Gene, I'm still not thinking about you, that. What was your answer? Uh, I can't remember what my answer was then, but it was made, made such a profound uh, impact on me. What? Microsoft. <laughs> by Microsoft. <laughs> but it made such an impression on me that I now, in my magazine, have my column called What Do You Know For Sure? Because she, that question impressed me. So I'll be thinking about the five-year-old right. for oh, a good. long time. Do you want yeah. to put it in your magazine? Um, well, can Think I? about it. Yeah, I'll yeah, give sure. you credit. Absolutely. Sure. I, don't, I don't mind yeah. giving the people the credit. All right. It. Okay. I want to know what absolutely delights you. What absolutely delights me? What absolutely delights you? Um, there's so many things. Should I just start going through them? Yeah, just start going through them. Uh, my wife and son. Oh. Um, just uh-oh. the way you said that in your eyes made me want to tear up just there. All you said was my wife, wife oh, and son. No. Just the way you said it yeah. made my eyes water. Um, what else delights me? Um, 
uh, uh, Buster Keaton, mm-hmm. um, Kiwi Fruit, Kiwi Fruit, um, the guitar, the guitar, uh huh, the band Radiohead. Okay. I think maybe my most profound spiritual experience, besides visiting the Baha'i Holy Lands in Israel, was uh, seeing Radiohead in concert. I saw him three times this last summer. Really? So, so you that delights that. me. Okay. Um, the way I feel about Tina Turner on stage. Oh. 68 in uh, Six Inch Belong. Yeah, how about that? Okay, good. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for joining me. It was delightful. Oh, what an honor to be on your show. And delightful. Thank Talk you, Rain Wilson. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening.